Hello and welcome to Car Talk from National Public Radio with us, Click and Black, the Tappert Brothers. And we're broadcasting this week from the estate planning departments here at Car Talk Plaza. I guess you'd have to call it that, right? Well, this is a question that we've never had before. And it comes from a guy named, a guy, I think, Sanjay Shah, who lives in California. Hey guys, I have a macabre question. I'm both Hindu and a car enthusiast. Hindus customarily get cremated when we die. I'm putting together my will and would like to require my ashes to be spread in a poetic and meaningful way. Isn't this a good question already? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so here's my idea. I want my ashes deposited into the gas tank. <laughs> the gas tank yeah. of my favorite car. Then I want the car driven down my favorite river road in California. My question is this. Will this last act of poetry also destroy the car? If so, <laughs> will I need to make arrangements for the car to be followed by a tow truck? Well, maybe you can cremate the car. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sanjay Shah. Jeez, well, uh, what's likely to happen, I think, is the fuel filter is going to get plugged up. And that's and then, about and it. And then whatever gets past the fuel filter may get to the injectors, if that's possible. And But it's going to get plugged up there. So the answer is yes, you need a tow truck. You might need a tow truck. It depends how long a ride it is. I think if it's, if it's uh, you wouldn't be satisfied putting the ashes, like, in the back seat? No, he wants them in the gas tank. In the gas tank. I don't quite and, understand. And he deserves to have... What he wants is the last thing he's going to be able to say to See, us. See, I think they would would get better distributed if if this river road is, is his favorite. Yeah. Then I I would suggest that there there would be better distribution if they didn't get stuck in the fuel filter. At which point they're just going to get thrown in the trash when that plugged fuel filter gets replaced. Rather, the 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 urn should be affixed somehow to the oh. To the so when you get to be a hundred yards from the no no so as no no so as you're driving along. The, the wind that's being created by your driving is sucking the ashes out, so they're getting distributed over the entire countryside. That's not what he wants. Well, I'm asking him to rethink it. <laughs> well, anyway, if you have a question about your it's car... the guy's last will and testament, well, and you no, no, I'm not feel messing... as though you should tell him how to do it? Hey, he wrote the letter. <laughs> we didn't ask for the letter. He wrote it. Anyway... If you have a question about your will or your car, give us a call. Our number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Becca calling you from Somerville, Massachusetts. Hi, Becca. Hello. What what part of Somerville? Well, I know I'm probably just right around the corner from you guys. I work at Gentle Giant, which is right on the Cambridge-Somerville oh, line. Gentle Giant you know? is, a, uh, is a moving company for those. Is that a nationwide moving company? Well, we are now, yes. Do oh, yeah. you know? If you walk up the street, you will walk right to the house that I grew up in. Oh. Yes, it's now an empty lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. So you, you, were, you were born way back in the days when people were actually born in the house. When you say, oh, I was born in the on house. On the ironing board. <laughs> yeah. With the midwives attending, right? Well, um, visit no. your old haunting grounds on one of my lunch breaks. Well, see, speaking of the ironing board, the ironing board in that house is the place where my tonsils were removed. Oh. Way too much information. The doctor came to the house one day to take out my sister's tonsils, and he said, you want a twofer? <laughs> I'll do this kid, too. And so we both got our tonsils out on the same day, and he did it on the on the, uh, the, the stupid ironing board. Uh, didn't he lash you down with a sheet or something yeah. so you wouldn't thrash about? And, I, you know, I think I still remember it. It's a little traumatic. I think I remember it. And they lashed you down, hit you with the frying pan to knock you out and took your tonsils out. Is that the way it went? Oh, they would they give you a, a shot of brandy and a bullet to bite on? Nothing. Uh, anyway, Becca. What, Becca, thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Well, um, I have a 1996 Toyota Tacoma, uh -huh. which I love. Um, but last week, it started making a really strange sound with the clutch. Um, when I would push it to the floor, it would sound like very creaky old mattress springs. Oh, as and it was going down to the... Yeah, well, I had to put a lot of pressure to try to get it down to where I could switch gears. How, how many miles are on this thing? It has about 136,000 miles. Yeah, and, yep. and uh, when you say you push it down and you have this noise, does the noise continue while you're holding the pedal down? I 
is when the pedal is moving down. Right. But I, I let it rest for a week. I was on vacation, so I let the truck less, rest for a week. And since I've come back... Um, Stop doing it. Well, not completely. It's still, if I push it down all the way, it still has that horrendous squeaky sound. But if I only push it down a little way, I can change gears all of a sudden very easily. Go away for another week. I, <laughs> <laughs> it'll yeah, it'll be perfect when you get back. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to guess that with 136,000, it's probably time for for a new clutch. A new clutch. And Absolutely. the clutch has been changed once, like from the previous owners. Okay. Well, I mean, what happens? I mean, these kinds of clutches, which are called Bellevue clutches, as they wear out. Okay, mm -hmm. and the fingers of the clutch get farther and farther away from the flywheel. They require more effort to disengage the clutch. So you haven't noticed it, but over the uh, over the months that it's been going bad, you've been having to push harder and harder on that pedal. Okay, and now right. the, the the week's vacation you took gave your leg, your left leg, a chance <laughs> to recover. Have you noticed that your left leg is a heck of a lot bigger? Then the right leg. We do like wearing a size ten shoe on one foot, size seven A on the other. So it, it may be that you're 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 just gotten stronger. But I I think what happens as the clutch wears out, you, it requires more effort as those fingers become higher and higher. Right. And I think that's part of the noise you're hearing. Not to mention the fact that it could be the clutch fork that's giving out or the uh, the throttle bearing, the release bearing. Mm -hmm. So I think no matter yeah. what, when someone isolates the noise, and, and you can do this, you can get it to make this noise with the engine off, by the way. Oh. I believe so. If you just sit there and step on that pedal, you should be able to hear, and it may simply be that the fork needs lubrication. But yeah. take it someplace, they'll mm -hmm. put it on the lift, They'll know in a minute where the noise is coming from, and either they'll lube the pivot ball, or they'll say, "Look, this whole thing's got to come apart, and you need a new release bearing, and, and of course, and, a new clutch." I would okay, guess... well, it doesn't sound horribly dreadful. No, no, it's just a few hundred. Okay. Well, right. thank you guys <laughs> very, you. very much. Bye. Thanks for calling. Bye. 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 Yeah, it's a few and a few. A, a few and a few more. <laughs> eight, eight, eight. It's a few to take it out, and if you want it to go back together, it's a again, few more. It's a few more. <laughs> eight, eight, eight. Got it. I wanted to break it too easy. <laughs> 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-22-78-255. Hello. Hey, this is Will from Raleigh, North Carolina. Will, how hey, you doing? Will, what's hey, going on? Good, yeah. good. I, well, I could be in trouble here. I, I don't know. I'm 39, and I'm at that season where I'm ready to get a sports car. So yeah. I bought a 99 Porsche for $14,000, a Porsche Boxster. It's got 104,000 miles on it. Okay. The problem, it's got the automatic uh, transmission, and it's sort of winding up high. Like, it doesn't always change through the gears like when you expect it to go to the next gear. Why would you so, want a Boxster with an automatic <laughs> transmission? I, it's, what were you it, thinking? It's, it's candy apple red with a, le a tan leather interior, and I just... I just had to go for it. It's, yeah, no, it's, you went for form over function here. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> so it, it, so the shift points are. Does it eventually shift? Yeah, it eventually shifts, and the the Tiptronic transmission that works fine in that mode. Yeah. But for some reason, when it's going through the gears naturally, it gets sort of drawn out in third or so, and the RPMs go way up. It's just like real loud. It sounds like you're in an airplane or something. Yeah. So so how high does it go in third gear? Oh. Uh, it's well. I'm not sure. I think you. I think you're about down. to find out here why it was so available. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. that's my question. Am I like totally up the creek now? Is like Porsche transmissions like? Just, oh, look, yeah, this. You a homeowner, Will? Uh, yeah. You won't, I take on you won't be for long. <laughs> me to get the car. I'm a homeowner, so I have a little. Equity leverage. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you you might have to have the transmission rebuilt. I mean, it sound, it's to me, it sounds like there's something sticking, but it could be an actuator or a solenoid that's doing it. But you're going to have to take it into somebody. And I hate to say this. I think you have to take it to the Porsche dealer. I think so, too. Okay. So, I mean, okay. it's worth taking it there. Find out what's wrong with it. If it's something disastrous, forget about it and just keep driving it. Well, and you, and you can drive it in the Tiptronic mode. Because it's, yeah. it's it's perfectly okay in that mode because yeah. because you're overriding all that automatic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do that all the time and forget about this transmission. Yeah, and it'll problem. be just like you have a stick shift. Exactly, <laughs> which is what you wanted in the first place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. I know this is 
This is a tough call, but I think you're going to have to take it someplace. And when they give you the estimate. Yeah, you'll yeah. go, now, you'll go so, right to Tiptronic. <laughs> now, I'm not so sure they give you a, a, a straight estimate right off. You might get an estimate on the estimate. Yeah. Oh, okay. You, you, they say, look, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost gonna you. It's going to be between 2000 and 10000 <laughs> <laughs> I think the first price to give you is going to be the price to give you the estimate. <laughs> right? Cause, well, because they might not know everything, in fact, until they take it out. Well, they so they'll say, look, part. we've got to take the thing out, and that's going to cost you a thousand bucks. And then if oh, you're lucky, wow. you know, it's, it's a loose wire, and that's going to cost you another 800, and then, of course, another thousand to put it back in. <laughs> but if they discover it needs a whole rebuild, you know, you could spend many thousands. Or forget okay. about okay. it. So, okay. isn't so, forgetting about it better than that? Does your wife know you own this car? No, not yet. <laughs> yeah. I, had, I had a feeling. <laughs> well, where has it been hiding, or where has she been hiding? Yeah, she she's on vacation now. So oh she'll, boy! She'll, oh, what a tangled web we weave. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to surprise it like, as a gift for her. Yeah. All so. right. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> hey, Will, I wish you the very best because you're going to need it. Oh, well, well, thanks, guys. Thanks for your help. Good. And you weren't going to tell us at any point, I'm sure, that she didn't know about it. Well, I was planning planning on it, yeah, so. Yeah, sure. okay, well, good luck. Yeah, you are going to need it. Okay, <laughs> See thanks, you. guys. See you later. All right, bye. Bye, bye. She's 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, my name is Tina. Hi, Tina. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Where are you from? I'm from Portland, Oregon, but I'm now calling from Las Vegas. Oh, car broke all down, huh? on vacation. Oh, no, I know what happened. You went to Las Vegas, you lost all your money. Right, and now I need your help getting it back. <laughs> okay. I play blackjack round the clock. <laughs> on his computer. He's very good. What's up, Tina? Well, I've actually relocated, and I drove my car here. Oh, you relocated to Las Vegas? Yes, I did. Do you love it? I don't know yet. How long oh. you been there? Four days. Oh, no kidding. And so something has changed on my car since driving 1,500 miles. Mm. Um, it's a 1990 Honda Civic Si. Okay. So it's old but really fast. <laughs> yeah. And the brakes seem to do this thing, I think, mostly either when the car is warm or it's very warm outside here. Mm -hmm. At a red light, the brake pedal seems to... After the car has come to a full stop, the brake pedal sinks to the becomes sinks like down. a sponge. <laughs> and it keeps getting lower and lower. Lower and lower and lower till I'm on, like, my tippy toes. You in big trouble, baby. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, not big big trouble, but uh, have you had uh, 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 or done yourself check the brake fluid level? No. Okay. Yeah. Well, don't drive it too much. Okay. Because it, it's going to be dangerous here. Well, yeah, either you have a leak in which case the the, uh, the brake warning light should come on. Mm -hmm. Assuming that you're not losing fluid, and, the, and because the light hasn't come on, I'd have to assume that your master cylinder is failing. And wants to be replaced. Yeah, desperately wants to be replaced. It's crying out, it's, oh, Tina! <laughs> Except now you don't have a mechanic. Right. So what you're going to do is go to cartalk.com and... Buy you, a new car? You'll find, no, no. <laughs> no, no. You will find uh, the mechanic's files... Mm -hmm. which are the recommendations made by thousands of people who live around the country. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. okay. And one of them will, uh, you know, will give you a new master cylinder and a Kino card. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and you really should do this like today. Okay. So now, so the question really is, then, <laughs> what are you doing in Vegas and why did you go there? Yeah, that's a good question. Oh, um, you don't I sound got... too enthusiastic. Well, I'm not really used to the desert. I mean, Portland is my favorite climate, and it's wet and green, and there's lots of grass. Oh, so you're just... in some kind of a witness protection program? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the only place left to hide me out. Yeah, right. Um, actually, I got a job with Cirque du Soleil. Oh, no you... kidding. Really? Are you, are you an acrobat? I'm not. I'm a dancer, um, but the, the job is actually in the – they have a main office that runs their five shows in Las Vegas. And I'll be working partly in the office and partly backstage. I'll be in the casting department helping find people and running the auditions. And So you're not going to do any dancing? Well, I'm allowed to take dance classes with the performers, uh, but not on the stage per se. Yeah. Well, unless somebody has an unfortunate accident. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'll call you back later Lend them for your that. car. <laughs> You'll be dancing the next day. <laughs> so I'll take my car. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, you know, accidents do happen all the time, and, you know, and, and you'll be waiting in the wings, so to speak. 
Right, all ready to go. Well, Tina, get your master cylinder replaced, and, and good luck with your dancing career. And I'm sure. Please do it soon. And I need to do it even though I'm going to Oh, you need to do oh, it like yesterday. You need to do it yesterday. Right. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> See you, Tina. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, look. Uh, I think it's time to answer last week's puzzler, and you probably have less than no idea what the puzzler was, right? I think it's rather an exaggeration to say I have less than no idea, but I certainly don't have more than no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought so. Oh, look, in that case, I'll give you a hint. What has two minuses and one plus? Two minuses. You, me, and our sister. <laughs> How's that? Exactly. Well, <laughs> actually, I, I was looking for a mathematical equation. That that could have minuses, uh, and, uh, two minuses uh. and a plus. And it's one that you're going to need a pencil for. Okay, I'll get a pencil. You, you may want to get a calculator, too. <laughs> a anyway, I'll have the whole mathematical puzzler and the answer. And we'll take more phone calls. That's right, in just a minute. So please stay tuned. Please stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I got an old Corolla. It really is a thrill to drive it. And even though the NPR grief counselor asks for three more full-time assistants whenever she hears us say it, this is NPR National Public Radio. Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and, of course, the answer to last week's puzzler. And as I mentioned earlier, this was uh, mathematical in nature. Mm. So get a pencil. You're going to need it. I got it. Here it is. I don't see the pencil. <laughs> it's in my head. <laughs> I want you to write down the numbers from 1 to 9 and leave some space between them. Mm -hmm. And then after the 9, write equals 100. You with me? I don't think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> after the 9, write equals 100. So you've oh. got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Equals 100. Equals sign 100. Got it. Okay. Now, at your disposal, you have one plus sign and two minus signs, and you can insert that one plus sign and the two minus signs between any of the numbers on the left side of the equation. So you could, for example, have... And you must use all three of those yeah, signs. Yeah, must use. So you could have 12 minus 345 plus 67 minus 89. Any, any, you, can, you can mix up the numbers any way you want. Gotcha. You can't change the order. They must oh. stay in that same order. Oh. Okay? Yeah. And the question is, without changing the order of the numbers or monkeying with the signs, you can't, you know, combine two minuses to make a plus. Yeah. Where do you put the plus sign and the minus signs to make this equation true? Excellent. And you know the answer to that? I, 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 I Get took, me, took me a few <laughs> guesses. And as far as I know, this is the only answer. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, this is the only answer. I defy anyone. To come up with another come up one. with a different answer. There'll oh. be 500 emails <laughs> before the show ends. Here's the answer I got. Yeah. 123. Yeah. Minus 45. Yeah. Minus 67. Yeah. Plus 89. Really? And I believe... That adds up to 100? Well, 99 anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's close enough. Do we have a winner? Yeah. Our winner is Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford from Mendham, New Jersey. And for having your answer selected at random from among all the correct answers that we got, both of them, Joan gets a $26 gift certificate to the Shameless Commerce Division at cartalk.com, with which she can get a copy of our most recent CD, which features funny stories we've told on the air over the years. It's called Once Upon a Car Fire, and it's <laughs> yours if you want it, Joan, for being this week's Puzzler winner and a fabulous actress besides, I might add. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, we have a brand new puzzler coming up in the third half of the show. Another chance for you to win. In the meantime, if you have a question for us, we're at 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Billy calling from Marston's Mills, Massachusetts. Billy. Billy, Marston's Mills. That's way out west, right? No, it's on the Cape. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's close enough. Um, I drive a 1990 Toyota four-wheel drive pickup, and it's making this strange seal noise. Not seal like gasket, seal like... <laughs> exactly. Coming from the front, only when it's really cold out. Hmm. And when does it make the noise? Sometimes it'll make it just as soon as I pull out of the driveway. Sometimes I can drive a little ways, and then if I hit the slight bump or turn the wheel, it'll start making the noise. But I can make it stop. By shaking the wheel. Oh, by shaking the wheel left to right? Yeah. And But does it also stop if you stop moving? Yeah, yeah. But then also it, it sounds like it's it's something rotating because, you know, the faster I go, it's... And then, the, you know, the slower it slows down. <laughs> sounds like you're being chased by mad seals. Yeah. <laughs> it, must, it must have been pretty scary the first time. I mean, I'm sure you looked in the rearview mirror yeah. and <laughs> dogs were chasing you. Yeah, I, pu I pulled right over, looked underneath, I thought I was dragging something, I had no idea. So, let me get this straight now. It goes away if you sh if you move the steering wheel left to right and shake it left and right. Yep. Or, or sometimes if I uh, if like I hit another bump, it'll go away also. Ah. Yeah, now does does it go away eventually and stay away if you continue to drive it? Yes, it does. Once it warms up, like if I drive for a long time, yeah. it doesn't happen. And it only happens at like slower speeds, like... Uh, Actually, my speedometer doesn't work, so it doesn't happen above uh, <laughs> about third gear, 35, uh, about 2,700 RPMs. Right, right, right. And is it likely to be worse in cold weather? It only happens in cold weather. Actually, it just it stopped happening now because it's you know it's it's around like 50s. So we've asked okay, you all wait. these pertinent questions, all of which you've answered in in exactly the way that we expected you to. And we have no idea. And we, we don't have <laughs> But we're going to ask you to make the seal sound again while we think about it. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> it, it slows down, though. Sometimes it's just, a, you know, a, when, it, when I'm, you know, slowing down. Yeah, yeah, when you're slowing down. This has uh, this has locking hubs. You have to get out and lock these hubs? No, nope, automatic. This has automatic hubs. And it also does this, makes this noise in four-wheel drive. Yeah, well, I'm going to guess that in cold weather, one of the hubs is is not going free. And I, I'm going to suggest that you might be able to to get this to uh, to stop doing this if you were to stop the thing and back it up for a period of time. Ah. And I think that one of the hubs is just locking up. And then when it finally heats up, you know, when you get enough rotations on, on this one wheel or both front wheels that are making the noise, the grease begins to loosen up and the hub releases. And that's I think that's the noise you're hearing. I've heard this before and you on could... other uh, Toyota pickups. Well, my mechanic put it up. And he said the brakes were fine, you know, the suspension was fine, and, and of course, it didn't make the noise when right, I drove it with was, him. Right, because it was, it was in the garage. It was warmed up, probably, by the time you got it Tell there. him he's going to move the lift outside. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring that up next time. <laughs> no, I think what you have to do is, is leave it with him overnight. Yeah. You know, on the, because you might have to wait until next winter, because <laughs> winter's over now, and, and it's not going to make the noise now until next December. Right. Yeah, by when which it, time you may... Total it. Right. You, 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 make it, you make it hit by a table talk pie truck or something. You know, those things happen. And you, you'll have a wonderful summer. <laughs> but, in the, but if it's still doing it next year, have him put it up on the lift after you've left it at his place overnight with, with everything he'll figure stone it out. cold. He'll run it and he'll say, oh, yeah, these, these front hubs need to be repacked. Oh, great. Yeah. But it's not, not to worry. There are, a lot of those, there are a lot of those pie trucks around. See you, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Wear your seatbelts. <laughs> Thanks for your call. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on. Hi, this is Jenny. I'm calling from Biloxi, Mississippi. Hi, Jenny from Jenny. Biloxi. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. What, what can we, you're, not, you're not a, a Biloxian. No, I just relocated here a couple weeks ago from New York City. Oh my! Are you are you kidding? Really? I'm not kidding. So, <laughs> and I'm standing in a Salvation Army trailer as we speak. So, so what 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 drew you to Biloxi? Um, I came down here to volunteer. Um, I'm an architect, and I'm working for a group that's uh, doing some building of some new houses down here. 
Ah. This is this is after the hurricane, obviously. And... Uh, of, of course, yep. Uh, well, that's wonderful. Yeah, what's not wonderful is I don't have a car. <laughs> oh, you don't have one at all? No, no car at well, all. Well, call um... us back when you get one. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, um, there's just no way to get around down here. So, um, yeah. I'm, And I'm going through major public transportation withdrawal. Oh, yes. I don't imagine the... The rapid transit system in Biloxi is anything close to what <laughs> New York has. It's non-existent. Had. Yeah. Non-existent. Yeah. People drive even just to go a few blocks down the street. No one even, if you walk down the street, they give you really funny stares. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you give them back? Really? <laughs> <laughs> just a smile. Just a smile. So, so you, you, want, you want to buy a car? Is that what you call this? Yeah, I, I'd like to buy a car. The problem is I'm a volunteer and I have no money. And... Um, to add to that, I also live in a tent right now, so I'm looking for something that I could maybe sleep in on occasion. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. How much money you got? I have around 2500 That would be the outside limit. Oh, man. Actually, my dad said I could probably get one for cheaper, but... But I'm worried about um, getting a car that might be flooded out, you know, like... Exactly. But, yeah. Well, all you want to do is just tool around town and sleep in it. You, yeah. Are you gonna? You're not gonna take the car back to New York with you. Well, I might take it home to. I'm from DC, and I might want to go on a couple trips back home, and uh-huh. also some road trips just to, you know, get to know the area. So. Oh, so you want basically like a fifteen thousand dollar car? For <laughs> yeah, of course. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's <laughs> what you gotta do. First, you got you gotta find somewhere some cars that cost twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah. And I guess that's gonna be the newspaper. Right. And you might want to go to cars.com because they have. Cars of this price range. You might have to use cars dot crummy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you find one that looks like, like you could drive it and it might not fall apart, mm-hmm. uh, you really have to have someone check it out. Mm-hmm. You you want to make sure that the mechanic tells you if anything is seriously wrong, because if all okay. you got is twenty five hundred bucks. You don't want to buy a car for twenty five hundred bucks and then pay some mechanic twenty five hundred bucks to fix it. Okay. You want something that's going to run, and you want the total to be twenty five hundred. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that include a full tank of gas. Right. <laughs> well, that's the other thing I was thinking is, you know, I'm actually only on a nine month contract, so could I get something, you know, that I really cheap that will just last that amount? Yeah, of yeah time? that's what I would sure. recommend. I, I think if you, if you're trying to get a car that you're going to drive home to. Uh, uh, you know, to Washington, and then take Forget to Alaska it. in the you know in the in the summer and drive all over the country. You're asking a lot of a twenty five hundred dollar car. Right. I think your best bet is to buy this car, use it for the time you're there, and then sell it. Hopefully, for not much less than you paid for it. Right. And what kind of car would? I mean, people have said you know just a Honda or Toyota or something would be. Well, that doesn't apply anymore. You want to sleep in the car? Um, that'd be nice, uh, you know, Maybe every not. once in a while. Let's not, let's not put too many constraints on this okay. car. <laughs> I mean, you want something that runs. Right. To want to sleep in it as well, forget it. Okay. No, and I'll tell you, you're not, you're not going to want to sleep in this car in another few weeks, only because it's going to get so hot there. Right. That they'll find you dead in the morning. <laughs> the, the tent is really the thing to sleep in. It reminds me of, of another story having to do with our buddy Vito. Several people have written saying, tell us more stories about Vito because he sounds like a wacko. And he (laughs) certainly was a wacko. And one time we went sort of camping. And it was up to a friend's house way up in, what was it, New Hampshire? Way up in New Hampshire someplace. Way up in New Hampshire someplace. And we all went up there. And there was no place to sleep. So we all slept in our cars. Uh And Vito had a, a sort of a car that he slept in. What, what, what did he do? He had a sob at the time, a hatchback sob. A hatchback, that was it. And he somehow managed to crawl into the back of this thing, and he slept, I guess, but I guess not. Because the next morning, we all woke up, and we walk over to Vito's car, and he's there in the back, and he opens his eyes and doesn't say anything, just looks at us and suddenly screams at the top of his lungs, <laughs> Bad idea! (laughs) (laughs) So you'll be doing the same thing. Yeah, I think look for a car. You'll be sleeping in the tent. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jenny. I don't think you want to sleep in the car. It's going to get too hot. They'll find you dead some morning. So give up, <laughs> give up that idea. Okay. No, just something that that runs. Just something, something that, yeah. that something runs. Something runs and and runs well enough to get you around town and wherever you want to go, and then dump it when you get it ready to leave. 
All right. Okay, good luck, Sounds and it's a wonderful thing you're doing. Thanks so much. See yeah, you, Jenny. Good for you. Great talking bye to bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye. 888-CARDS. See, sometimes you have what you think is a great idea, like that yeah. camping trip. <laughs> you realize it's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, like taking the red eye back from, from that, California. That was, a, that was a good idea, too. 888-CAR-TALK. <laughs> <laughs> That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Michael from Dayton, Ohio. Hey, Michael, Hi, what's, Michael. What's, what's cooking, man? I've got an 88 Honda Accord. Um, and about two months ago, it started doing this thing where it uh, started blowing gasoline fumes out of my vents. So the entire car basically reeks of gasoline, and, and so do I all the time. Yeah. Mm, yeah, well, the, the, the leak is coming from under the hood. Okay. And, yeah, it's and, going from the under the hood to under the dash. Yeah, it's going. The, the, the vapors are going. Here's the path they're taking. The leak is under the hood, in all likelihood. They come out of the hood. They come up that, that crease between the hood and the cowl. You know, the, the cowl is where the windshield wipers attach. Right. And that's also where outside air comes in. So as you're driving down the road, outside air comes into that cowl, and so do fumes that escape through that little crack. So any fumes... And that goes outside and then right back inside and right into the passenger compartment. Yeah, and it doesn't take a whole lot of leak to get a whole bunch of smell. And and yeah. uh, you may get lucky. You may open the hood and find out on a car this age that you have a leaky fuel line someplace. Uh, 88, 88, 88, 88. This... this uh, this is probably fuel injected, although it could be. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, fuel, it's, it's injected. fuel injected. Oh, it is yeah, fuel injected. It's fuel injected. I don't know when. Well, they... you could have a leaking fuel injector. See, could... yeah, now we replaced one of the leaky fuel injectors. Uh, we know that we've got a couple um, that you, were leaking. You got we three left. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, one of them is causing the smell. Yeah, okay. and, and the way we find these leaks at the shop is we fire up our emissions tester, and we go and sniff all the fuel lines, and especially sniff the injectors. And you watch the hydrocarbon scale on the on the uh, emissions tester, and when that thing goes up to a gajillion, because it, what it's reading is unburned hydrocarbons, and there's no hydrocarbon that's more unburned than raw gas. What, so you use the machine. You don't just throw Craig in the back seat and let him stay there overnight. No, no, we we, 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 we used to, we used to use the match technique. You know, the lit yes, match. You throw a lit match. match. You say, "Oh, there's the leak." But no, no, we use the sniffer. Oh, good. And we go around. So one guy is going around with the sniffer, and there's a little time lag. You know, so you got to be patient. You hold it onto something, and you wait 15 or 20 seconds. And if you see the the numbers start to go up crazy, then you know that's where the leak is. But usually, you can smell the stuff pretty easily or, or see it. But I, I would I, I wouldn't hesitate to suggest that you may need another injector or two, and I know they're not yeah. cheap, but I bet you that's what's causing it. Okay. Yeah, I know it's. it's but did you do the <laughs> did you do the original one yourself? Uh, no, my brother-in-law is a mechanic. Actually, took care of that. Oh. But it was easy, right? Did you yeah, watch him yeah, do it? Yeah, it was it? like you know a couple, like an hour or so, I think. Yeah. 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 Well. Call him up. Yeah. <laughs> Buy him a case of beer. <laughs> tell him to come yeah. on over and say Invite him to dinner and tell him to bring his old clothes. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> Good luck. Good Thank luck, Michael. So much. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, look, I, I think it's time for us to take another little break. You yeah. think? But before we do, have you done your taxes yet? I, I did. I did them early, and I'm done. Kaput. Finished. Well, I'm not done with mine because I'm having a little disagreement with my tax guy this year. Oh, really? <laughs> Over yeah. what? Over deductions. Uh-huh. And we're disagreeing What? About... How many wives to deduct? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're not in, in agreement on what constitutes a legitimate work expense. Well, uh, what does he consider a legitimate work expense? Well, that's just it. He says it has to be related to legitimate work. Oh, no, you're <laughs> done for, man. Legitimate work. You don't do any of that. Well, tell me about it, man. <laughs> well, look, when we come back, I'll have this week's brand new puzzler. It's it's an automotive puzzler, and I think it's kind of cute, actually. Hmm, you don't say. I do say, and we'll also take more of your calls, so don't go away. We'll be back in a minute. I'm driving down the highway looking for a little girl racing with my friends in my Pontiac Bonneville. Don't wear a seatbelt, don't give a damn. Driving into Nashville from Alabama. Young folks say I'm having too much fun, but I'm just too old to still die young. Just too old to still die young. I'm just too old to still die young. Just too old to still die young. I'm just too old to still die young. I'm a hillbilly rebel, young son of a gun, and I'm just too old to still die young. I love. 
And even though castle guards pull up the drawbridge and light the flaming arrows whenever they hear us say it, this is NPR National Public Radio. Ha! We're back. <laughs> You're listening to Car Talk with us. Click and clack the Tappet Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and, of course, the the new puzzler, which I said was yeah. automotive. Automotive in, in nature, yes. And, yes. and, and this, the germ of this puzzler was sent in by uh, a fellow named Mark Phillips. Is this the germ? No, 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 no. I mean, and, the, and you turned it into a full... I turned it into a full <laughs> virus. <laughs> virus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, here goes. Yeah. Back around 1990, well, actually, it was 89 to 92, <laughs> I rebuilt the engine of my 1981 pickup. And everything worked just fine, and I was really proud of myself. Well, one very chilly fall day, I drove over to my girlfriend's house to visit. We ate lunch, went for a walk in the woods, we watched the sunset, read poetry to one another, and, and when I tried to leave, I discovered that my battery was dead, stone dead. Why? I had cleverly, I mean accidentally, left my lights on for about eight hours. We read a lot of poetry that afternoon, I guess. That was a pretty long walk in the woods, too. (laughs) And, of course, I didn't have jumper cables, and she didn't have jumper cables. But no problem, I thought. Her house is at the top of a hill. You know, her driveway is uh, is, is hilly. And my truck has a manual transmission, so I'll just roll down the hill, pop the clutch, and I'll be on my way. Well, just as I was about to start pushing, my girlfriend yelled out, Stop! And I expected it to throw her arms around me and say, Don't leave, please, I love you. <laughs> Instead, she says, My cat is under your truck. <laughs> it's not going to work, stupid. Huh? It's not going to work. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> what did she know about my truck that I had forgotten? Now, don't don't go look at, and don't go looking for anything unusual. There's nothing wrong with the truck. Remember I said it ran just fine. The only yeah. thing that was wrong with it was that the battery went dead. Mm-hmm. But there was something different about my truck. Yeah, that would prevent me from starting it in the manner that you would think I would be able to start it. Yeah. That is rolling it down the hill and popping yeah. the clutch. Very good. And I don't know if you think you know the answer. Chiseled it into 400 square feet of fine-grade early Devonian-era New England Goshen stone <laughs> in silvery blue-gray and ship what? it. And ship it along with a master dry stonewall mason, too. <laughs> well, you never know when you're going to need a, a good piece of stone, right? A Puzzler Tower, Car Talk Plaza, Box 3500, Harvard Square, Cambridge. Our Fair City. Matt 02238. Or you can email us your answer by visiting cartalk.com. Indeed, indeed. indeed. Now, if you have a indeed. question about your car right now, give us a call. It's 888-CAR-TALK. That's the number, 888-227-8255. This is Robert from New Orleans. Hi, Robert. Hi, How Robert. are you? New Orleans. I'm good. I'm calling, I have a 95 um, Honda Accord that has about 110,000 miles on it. And when I start it up, if I have the air conditioner off, it makes a sound that sort of sounds like an air raid siren cranking up, like, and it oscillates depending on the RPMs of the car. So So this this happens after it starts or as it's being started? It happens Right when it starts, and then depending on how much gas you give it, the pitch gets and goes with the RPMs. But if I start it with the air conditioning on, most of the time it won't make the noise. And after I've driven it a little bit with the air conditioning on, I can turn the air conditioner off and it won't make the noise. Gee, it seems exactly backwards, but I I mean, I think I know the answer, but I don't know the reason. Well, how long does the noise last? The whole time you're driving the car, and if you start with the oh. air conditioner off and turn it on, it still makes the noise. So and so, and if it makes starts making the noise, it will it will continue making the noise as long as you're driving. Yes. And and describe the noise one more time. It's sort of like um you know like an air raid siren cranking up because of and it, and, it, and it's doing that continuously. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a classic case of a, of an idler pulley or a tensioner pulley that's gone bad, you know. And 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 this this thing but has what has the air conditioner got to do with it? Well, I mean, the, the is a, well, the reason I said his question is is contradictory 
is that usually when you impose the load of the air conditioner, you're more likely to get noise from a slipping belt. Yeah. So maybe, in fact, it isn't a slipping belt that's, that's causing the noise. But this is the reverse of that. This is the reverse of that. So when you impose the extra effort of the, for the belt, everything's quiet. Yeah, that's why I think it's the air conditioner clutch that's making the noise. And that's why when you turn the AC on, the, the uh -huh. clutch engages... Okay, otherwise the, the clutch is supposed to free, allow the, that pulley to free wheel so that you're not running the air condition, you're just running the pulley part of it the whole time the engine is running. And then when you turn the AC on, the magnetic clutch clicks in and forces then the belt to drive the air conditioner compressor. Uh, so I, I like think it. the AC compressor clutch is no good. Which is translates into major bucks? Or? It's, it's several hundred dollars, and you're going to need it because no matter what it costs, in New Orleans, you're going to need it real soon. <laughs> and you can check this yourself. Okay. Next time you start the car and it's making the noise, mm -hmm. get someone to sit in the car, put his foot on the gas, you open the hood, and I'll bet you that you can hear the noise coming right out of the compressor. Okay. Yeah, I think you'll hear the noise coming right out of the compressor. and it, Of course... You know, There's no other thing that it could be. Well, probably. Well, we'll I'm sure we'll get 500 emails <laughs> to the contrary. But in, right now, Robert, there's nothing else it could be. We're confident. Oh, great. Good luck. And you can check it and let us know if it's right or not. Will do. Yeah, and let us know, especially if it's wrong. See you, <laughs> see you later, man. Okay, thank you. All right. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on. Hi, this is Tony calling from Montpelier, Vermont. Isn't that like the capital of Vermont? It is indeed. Yeah, yes. I think I've been there once. Oh, I've it's, been there many times. That's all it times. takes. It's pretty small. It's pretty small, yeah. In fact, I've eaten in a nice, there's a cute little diner right on the main drag there. Oh. Yeah, did they throw you out like they do most places you go? <laughs> yeah, they did, of course. Anyway, what's, what's going on, Tony? Well, I happen to be a chemistry teacher at the high school, and I have a chemistry question related to the car. Okay. So I have a 2004 Toyota Matrix, mm -hmm. and in early January, I took it in for service on the exhaust. Okay. And right after that service, the mileage dropped from about 30 miles per gallon down to below 20 miles per gallon. Ah. So I took the car back into the mechanic, and he said that the drop in mileage was because of the increase in air density because of the extreme cold weather we were having. Well, there's no question that extreme cold weather does diminish your mileage. And th was this done when the weather was changing that drastically? Well, it was probably about, well, like 20 degrees beforehand, and it did drop to like minus 15, like at the coldest temperatures. So now that the weather is warmed up, is your mileage come back up closer to 30, or is it still crummy? It's still, I just checked it yesterday. It was like 24. Not much going on up there in Montpelier, eh? Exactly. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing this week? I'm checking my mileage again. <laughs> oh, there's only one yeah, diner, right? <laughs> So you mean in January you were getting 30 miles per gallon? Pretty much, 28 to 30 on the highway. Yeah. And, and, and we've had the car for four years, and this has never happened before. Yeah. And, and I'm going to guess you didn't go to a Toyota dealer for the muffler. That's true. And it actually was... Um, the gasket on the flex valve or something like that had to be replaced. Oh, okay. So we didn't have to replace any of the exhaust system, just the nope. gasket on the flex pipe. Correct. Okay. So so, so you have a... Uh, uh, I don't think the temperature... So what's your chemistry does. question? Because I, I, I think, right. you know, his, his explanation about the mileage dropping is valid, except that when the temperature came back up to a point where... You had been getting 30 miles a gallon. It, it, it should have the corrected itself. should have done the same thing. It the should have gone up. Exactly. So my chemistry question sort of supports what you're saying. Is I didn't like his argument. So I did some calculating based on the gas laws. Yeah, oh. I mean, PV equals NRT, right? Exactly, that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's only, that only will account for some of it. I mean, the biggest factor... Well, in, it, it, yeah, just to support what you're saying, it can account for like 7%. Yeah, the biggest the biggest factor in, in low temperature operation is that the engine takes that much longer to reach optimal operating temperature. Okay. You know, but, but if the mileage is, hasn't come back to where it was pre-cold spell, then there's something wrong. And I don't think he did it. Okay. I don't think he... Because replacing this gasket is, you know, is pretty simple. I mean, the only, the only thing he could have done, I suppose, is put the wrong gasket on um. and cause too much restriction because if, if, if the exhaust isn't getting out, then it could affect your mileage. So this, this gasket, uh, and if it's the gasket I'm thinking of, he, I, he probably got it from the Toyota dealer.
Yeah, he's he's like a Toyota mechanic, registered mechanic or something. Oh, so he knows. So he wouldn't, if he put a gasket that had an opening that was too small. He would have known. He it. would have known that. But you might suggest if you can't find anything else. He, you, yeah, he plugged it into the computer and checked for whatever the computer checks, and he couldn't find anything wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes the computer doesn't have all the answers. I mean, obviously, you know, low tire pressure could affect your mileage again. Yeah, check it, those two. Yeah, I was afraid of that. Did. Yeah, well, that must have been done. I mean, those are all Tuesdays, the right? Tuesdays yeah. in Montpelier. What are we doing? It's Tuesday. We're checking our tire pressure. It's a big party down at the gas station. Well, I mean, I would wait a little bit until the weather gets to maybe, who knows, maybe in the high 30s, <laughs> high, high teens. In June. Yeah, I mean, when it gets to like 45 or 50 degrees, then check the mileage then. Okay. See, I mean, if that difference gets to be only four or five miles per gallon, that could be anything. I mean, <laughs> now, see, if you That's lived in New York, specific. Tony, if you lived in New York City, yeah. you wouldn't be. You'd come out of the house in the morning saying, "Thank God, my car's still here." <laughs> <laughs> see, it's, it's amazing how your priorities change. I mean, the, the theft of your car is something that hasn't even entered your mind. Oh, of course not. And you, you'd care what you got for mileage. Of course, oh my <laughs> God, my car is still out there. <laughs> You know, so so uh, I think Tommy's right. Wait till it gets up to 45 or 50 degrees. Check it again. If it's back to pre-gasket mileage, then I, w I, you know, I wouldn't worry about it. You know, if it's 30 miles a gallon, I think everything might be all right. If there is something wrong, it's probably going to check the turn the check engine light on. And otherwise, I would just ask him if he could possibly put the wrong gasket on there, increasing the back pressure. All right. Because that that would do it too, and that might be something that's very difficult to detect. If it's increased the back pressure, it would be like sticking a potato in your tailpipe, which would uh, <laughs> not allow the, that <laughs> it would not allow the exhaust to get out as efficiently as it was designed to get out, and as such could could drop your mileage down. I will do that. Good luck. Good luck. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for calling. <laughs> and and get I, I suggest a hobby. <laughs> See you later. I'll do that too. Bye bye. Eight 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 car talk. That's eight 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 two two seven eighty. Hi, this is John. I'm calling from San Diego. Hey, John. What, what's what's going on? Well, I have a 2000 Mitsubishi Diamante, and um, my son brought it to my attention when he was driving the car. He says he gets a, a uh, when he turns on the air conditioner or the heater, he gets a very slight odor of the um, fluid. Uh, you know, the antifreeze. Um, antifreeze. There you go. Mm. And. Um, I hadn't noticed it, but I checked it, and uh, yeah, there is a slight smell, and I'm wondering if that's a head gasket problem or something. No, it's not a head gasket problem. No, but it might be. It was just as bad. <laughs> it might be worse. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I don't. It, it sounds like you need no. a, a heater core. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so... one thing you should do when the engine is completely cold, take a look in in the radiator and see if you've you've lost any of this stuff. No, I haven't. I, I have checked it. Okay, so you have a very slow leak. Yeah. I mean, you could fake it and make believe it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> or you could have someone look at it. Or you could just give the car to your son. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, were you planning to, to, uh, to keep the car for a long time? Yeah, I, I have no intention. Sure. Yeah, well, I, I think in that case, yeah, I mean, you, could, you can try uh, one of the... Oh. The, oh. You can try one of the many stop the leak many, additives and some of the home remedies Wait, like do you, do egg yolks, egg, egg whites, <laughs> mayonnaise, and black pepper. You can try any or all of those in combination. Do you get some kind of a commission when someone sells one From of the these? egg council. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, what I was curious about is, it, um, is there a way that I can fix it? No. Well, no, you couldn't. But you know, quite honestly, I don't know. You're not uh, going to fix this. I don't think I've ever replaced a uh, a, a heater core in a Diamante, but I'm going to guess it ain't easy. I mean, all car heater cores should take five minutes to replace. We we see, and they all take five hours. Well, no, there are some that take five minutes, and there are some that require taking the dashboard out. Oh, you know, so you you may have one of those. Oh, I don't know. Like I said, I don't think I've ever done one in a Diamante. We don't see too many of them in the shop. That's why it would be nice to fix the leak without taking out. The heater core. Yeah, but yeah. That, and the only way you can do that is with an additive. But if you if your goal is to keep the car for a long time, then eventually you'll have to replace the heater core because it's likely to get worse. But these additives do work. Well, I'll try the additives. That's a good Absolutely. idea. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, for for ten bucks, you can buy any or all of them. 
and and uh, <laughs> and give it a shot. And and the ones that we've had the best luck with over uh, the years are I think the eggs. The Which eggs? One? <laughs> the eggs, yeah. The aluma seal is one that we've had pretty good luck with over the years. Oh yeah. Aluma, aluma. Like, a, like aluminum. Oh, oh yeah, okay. And, and it looks like a bunch of, of, quite honestly, looks like a bunch of old pots and pans ground up into a powder. And you just pour and it in. It, and it's in a little uh, vial, you know, and you put it in, and it's cheap enough. It's only a few bucks. And, and it, what it does is it travels around with the fluid as the fluid is being circulated, and when it finds a hole, it goes into it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if it doesn't work, you've only spent a few bucks. That's, that's what they're counting on. And hardly anyone ever complains that it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah, because yeah. if that one doesn't work, try another one. Try the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, John. All right, thanks. All right. We should make a list sometime of all the, the interesting kinds of, of additives. additives. Well, we cooling think. system additives are the greatest number. Oh, because, yeah. Uh, because eggs, pepper, yeah. a lot of food products involved. Well, ham sandwich always works. <laughs> but, you, but, you know, I mean, those are all born out of necessity. You know, you're, oh, on, a, yeah. you're on a picnic, you, know, you realize you have a leak, what do you do? Yeah. You shove a sandwich in there. <laughs> Well, it's happened again. You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Car Talk. Our esteemed producer is Doug the Subway Fugitive, not a slave to fashion, Bongo Boy Berman. Our associate producers are Louis Cronin, the Barbarian, and David Gibraltar Green. Our senior web lackey is Doug the Old Gray Mayor. Our engineer is John Cartman Parati, and our technical, spiritual, and menu advisor, just back from the Nanking, turkey wing, onion ring, licorice string, <laughs> cherries bing, peaches cling, right of spring, foodie fling, is John Bugsy Lawler. <laughs> our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by statistician Marge Inovera. Our customer care representative is Haywood Jabuzov. Our personal makeup artist is Bud Tugley. Our staff orthopedist is Denise Hoyt. Our accounts receivable supervisor from the Mumbai office is Vishnu Payap. Our Jackie Gleason impersonator from the Dubai office is Mohammeda Hamahamahama. <laughs> Our French dog walker is Poupon de Grasse. Our Russian chauffeur is Peekoff and Dropoff. Our optometric firm is CFI Care. Guest accommodations are provided by the Horseshoe Road Inn. And the head of our working mother support group is Erasmus B. Dragon. Our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe is Yu Lewis Dewey, known to the returning migratory chess players in Harvard Square as Yui Louis Dewey. Thanks so much for listening. We're Click and Clack Tappet Brothers. And uh, don't drive like my brother. Oh, <laughs> you took my line. That's right. I'll take yours then. Yeah. Don't drive like my brother. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. CDs of this show, which is number 712, along with Car Talk clothing, audio collections, and other Car Talk gifts, are available at 888-CAR-JUNK or by going to the Shameless Commerce Division of our website, cartalk.com. Also this week at cartalk.com, everything you always wanted to know about carbon offsetting. Is it a fabulous way to pay the planet back for all the carbon you're spewing out of your tailpipe? Or is it a Ponzi scheme to scam money off well-meaning liberals and tree huggers? And if it's a Ponzi scheme... How do we get in on it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all about carbon offsets all this week at our website, cartalk.com. Check it out. 